Hello and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 30. Today is Thursday, October 10th, and I'm your host, Kamran Shishtar. With me is... James Seelig. And also with us is indigestion on my part, because for some reason my stomach says, fuck you. Uh, yeah. Uh, we got some news this week, a good amount, just because it's uh, racked up a bit. Most of it, honestly, is a lot of PlayStation news, and a lot of trailers have been dropping recently, so there's a lot oh, yeah. to cover there. But of course, we always start with the same thing we do every week, or every week we can record, which is what we're playing. James, you don't have too much. Did you want to? Nah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I, like literally, I've been like so busy since classes started that I've literally, all I want to do is play Destiny Shadowkeep because that just came out and I got to play like one mission this entire last week. I had enough time before one of my classes and like doing my homework and stuff to do the first mission, which was mind blowing. And literally, like, I don't want to do spoilers or whatever because it literally just came out, but there's a moment in like the first mission where you turn a corner and see something that I didn't think we would see for a while. And I was just, I literally gasped. That's right, guys. The Master Chief came a year early. We're so excited. That he's in the game. Cortana's there too, as well as um, Sergeant Johnson. They brought his corpse out from the Halo. <laughs> uh, it's actually just dust now, but it's it's pretty tight. Dude, it's not I actually that at all. What it actually is is something that I will not say, but it's yeah. fucking crazy. It's but pretty James, huge. Don't feel too bad because I haven't even touched Destiny yet. I haven't even gone through the campaign. Really? No, I'm completely lying. I've fucking gone through it already. I've done oh. a lot of shit. No, I'm loving that shit, dude. It's great. I was great. about to say, like, last we <laughs> talked, you were, like, already a higher light level than, like... Oh, dude, I'm already... I'll, I'll get to that immediately yeah. after you're done, pretty much. But yeah, like, so, like I said, I don't want to do spoilers, but I was just, I literally was just like, holy shit, all I want to do is play Destiny now, but I don't have the fucking time. <laughs> so that's one of the two things I played, and then, like, last night, just on a whim, just because it's, like brand new and i wanted to see if it was any good at all uh call of duty mobile just came out and i wanted to see like is it is there any way that they can make a decent portable call of duty experience and i gotta be honest it's actually i'm having a lot of fun with it i downloaded it but i haven't even opened it yeah like i haven't i haven't played the battle royale mode yet which i'm interested in oh yeah they put that in there i forgot yeah like the, the but the problem is like I guess to give you some time to get used to the controls and stuff, they have you get to like level seven just by doing regular multiplayer for a little while. And like, I think some of the names that they put in there are like bots or at least early on in the, in the multiplayer maybe, but like, I don't know. Once you get used to the controls, it like, it actually feels like what I remember feeling when I was playing like Black Ops 2 and like Modern Warfare 2, like back before there was all that like crazy wall running and crazy shit. Like there's still, yeah, that shit. yeah like there, there's still <laughs> um, like character supers, I guess. Like the current character that I have, like his thing is like if you get enough uh, points, he can like take out a flamethrower, which is like an almost instant kill. So like, but it's not, you don't earn it too often unless you're like really really good at the game i guess so those aren't like game breaking it's not too fast paced over the top or anything it literally just feels like a smaller version of what i remember having fun with of old call of duty games 
But like at the same time, what it really seems to be doing for me is just making me more excited for Modern Warfare, the new Modern Warfare game, which is literally just like that is going back to the old school Modern Warfare 2 style multiplayer of like no wall running, no double jumps or anything. It's literally just like you're one dude on the ground with a gun, which I don't know why, but like adding stuff to Call of Duty over the years just made it less interesting to me. Yeah, pretty much it, it kicked me off of it for what was it from 2011 to now? What how many what's it been like six years? It's like maybe 2011 was the last one I bought. Oh wow! So because that was Black Ops yeah. two. That's been like eight and years. And now it is well, Black Ops four is the first one I actually purchased again, but that All was right. like I haven't remember we haven't even I installed it and everything, but it's ready to go. We just have to play it. That's the other thing. So, it just makes me want to play that because that literally seven has years, the same. I want to say. I dropped off for seven years. Yeah. Like, it literally has, like, the same basic uh, Battle Royale mode, supposedly. Again, I haven't tried it myself yet, but the Battle Royale mode is basically ripped right out of Black Ops 4. So, you know, it's it's not... I don't want to say it's going to be my main Call of Duty experience, like, ever. But, like, when I'm not next to my console and I have that, like, hankering for a little bit of flavor of Call of Duty... So it's not a bad choice. Yeah, definitely. Also, yeah, that's sorry like, guys. Uh, there's con- there's like dudes working on the house next door. They're like renovating it, so there's just a lot of shit, and it's all day, so there's no avoiding it. Yeah. All so right. that that's literally like the only two things I've had time to play this <laughs> this week. One level of Destiny and like one night of like a few matches of Call of Duty Mobile. Cool. So then I'll get into mine, which was of course. A good amount of Destiny 2, Shadowkeep. Uh, I was part of that initial... I cracked up. I didn't realize I had the day off for Shadowkeep. It wasn't well, intentional, but I did. <laughs> and I was like, oh yes. I woke up, I want to say like... 10 minutes before 10. It was like 10 before 10. And I'm like, cool, the servers go up in 10 fucking minutes. I jumped on, I want to say at like 10.07. And then I was queued, and I'm like, the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, that was just the beginning. I basically got in, got to play a little bit, and then it booted me out, because basically the entire time I was playing, it was just nonstop contacting Destiny servers. Kicks me out, and then the servers die, and then they're off for like a few hours. I forgot what I played during that time, but I, I was just like, oh, I'll just figure something out while I'm waiting. And... I I think I played some Fallout 4 or something, just a little bit. Or no, 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 I, I, did, I did actual work instead. I was like, you know, I'm going to do some work. <laughs> so <laughs> You played that game of life. <laughs> I, I came back and I started playing. And from then to now, I basically got through the entire campaign. It is, it's really cool, the, this path to it. Like, the way the nightmares work, where you're revisiting previous enemies you faced before. Like, first, it, it yeah. has two iconic... Well, one iconic and one eh, can be iconic, I guess, sort of, enemies. And you're like, you're not strong enough, get the fuck out! And then yeah. <laughs> uh, you eventually, like, go through others leading up to them and then get to them. And then it gives you a very interesting ending, which you'll find out a shit ton more. Once you go through the first level, you'll know. You already know now, James, because you saw yeah. that portion, but we won't talk about it yet. At least for one more week. But the 
ending itself, it was really cool, but it was also underwhelming at the same time. It's weird because you get things you never... You finally get certain answers where you're like, oh, shit. And then you're also just kind of like, that's it? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, that was kind of what IGN's uh, review what said was like, it's got a lot of really cool shit in there and like the changes they did to armor and stuff are really cool. But the story kind of just like abruptly ends. Yes. And you're left left going it's straight like, up it, wait, ab- like the even the cutscene is abrupt. Like you're just like, huh? <laughs> what just happened? Why why am I back over here? What, <laughs> I was over there. Uh it's it, otherwise it's really cool. The nightmare hunts, like they're it's a new weekly challenge. So you can get like powerful gear from it. It is really cool because you're basically you're visiting those and those like big bosses you've faced before. And there's usually three a week. And it seems like they they rotate. I th- it seemed like at least. I mean, this is the second week, so I haven't tried them this week yet. Uh, the ones I faced last week, I also don't want to say yet. But it, it, they're honestly really cool, and they match make you into them too. So it's just an easy way to like get a bunch of shit because there's a lot of stuff to do on the moon. Of course, they have the lost sectors and the region chests, but they put in a lot more. So now there's the these little collectible ciphers you can find. Like kind of oh, yeah. like the equivalent of the ghost shells. You can also find um, all these new ways to get weapons on the moon. So there's these things called an essence, and think of it. Uh, the best way to describe them would be a spiritual successor to the uh, black armory frames. Oh, so yeah, you I basically have like... to do a bunch of different. Th- you have to do like three different things. In order to unlock it and one is usually like getting a specific item from a nightmare mission uh, and then the other two are usually getting types of kills or something refraining to that weapon so like let's say if you got like the essence is a hand cannon i think you have to do like hand cannon kills and some other stuff you have to kill a specific enemy in a specific place if i remember correctly but there's a bunch so you you don't necessarily have to pay attention too much. Just you have a bunch in your your quest log, and it kind of fills itself out if you just keep playing, really. Which also brings into everything from like Armor 2.0, the new quest system, and everything else. So I'll really just go fast over Armor 2.0. Uh, it's really cool the way they have it now. So you can really just really customize everything to the way you want it. They brought back all of the Year One armor too because it's kind of obsolete at this point because it doesn't have that uh ability but because it doesn't have the ability to do it they basically made a new phase of it and so now when you do crucible stuff you do vanguard stuff you're getting those armor sets you're getting basically all that year one armor sets and all the drops now and it's like basically all these armor sets i have not worn since like the first year before forsaken basically oh cool yeah because like i did notice that for getting the deluxe edition and getting all the season passes like they just as soon as you start up destiny uh shadow keep they give you like like they they literally have like a season pass like type thing now yes although it just it just like comes with the seasons that you buy yeah and uh, it, it's a it, i can get into that as well but i have like a there's a whole list of stuff yeah. that's why i'm like oh my god there's so much to talk about but like this, literally but... It, at least for pre-ordering all of the seasons from the get-go they just like give you a new set of armor yes and, like you get this vex armor that is from the season of the undying 
And the yeah. cool thing is, if you don't have the season pass, you basically, or the annual pass, whatever, whatever it was, you can earn it one gear piece at a time, depending on your level. So the whole thing is now leveling is different. You don't have level 30 or whatever anymore. The light, you still have light level, but leveling instead is now by season. So your level resets oh. every season. And basically every level you gain in the season gives you new rewards. And there's two tiers of rewards. There is free and paid tier, basically. And let's say if you have the annual pass, you basically get that whole extra tier and there's a shit ton of stuff. If you have the, um, if you don't have anything, you have the free version, then it gives you a, like that. But let's say I have the season pass. I get this exotic, Ariana's Vow. I get the entire armor set for the Vex armor, and I get like a few other things. If I have nothing and I'm doing free, I won't get Ariana's Vow for like 40 levels. And the armor pieces are all separate and they are all spaced apart throughout the timeline of the leveling. Yeah. And one cool thing too is like when you have the annual, you also get other things like mod upgrade resources. So um god there's so much okay so armor 2.0 i'm gonna go through that first uh it's yeah. real really quick the reason why i brought it up was i was just like i noticed like you mentioned before like when shadow keep came out all the like literally everything in our vault went got pushed up to 750 light level yes but like so i was like oh cool so like i'm the same level as everyone else at the start that's awesome because i was like a little bit behind previously uh me but, too with my second and third characters yeah and so i was like okay so all my armor is three there's 750 that's awesome but then i checked out the season pass and got like the new vex armor and i was like well this is also 750 but it also actually has all the armor 2.0 stuff that like apparently all my previous armor didn't get updated to have all that yes so it's literally right. just armor that's at the current light level mm -hmm. but it doesn't have any of the cool new shit that like the new armor has so it's kind of cool that they literally were just like okay we're not updating all the old armor except for straight power level but we're going to bring back all the old armor so you can earn newer versions of them basically that's kind of cool. yes also the sirens and the plane are also above me right now sorry there's a bunch of things happening blue angels <laughs> are here this weekend um <laughs> but okay so with armor 2.0 I just want to get through this. There's just like a bunch of things. Yeah. Uh, it gives you all these different modifications you could use to really get into it. I honestly, to be honest, I myself have not used them whatsoever because I'm still in the full leveling process of just grinding a power level. So because of that, I'm not even looking at it. I'm not looking at it until I get to a really big halt. Uh, currently, like we start at 750. I'm currently at 913, uh, which is like once you hit 900, the leveling slows down immensely like uh you, you really get from 750 to 900 pretty quickly really fast and you don't even think about powerful engrams like you just have to get stuff that just falls any blue or purple whatever it automatically levels you up you don't even think about it it's like kind of like starting over again a little bit Basically. but once you get to 900 that's when all the challenges and everything become available to you really uh after you finish the campaign and there's basically a lot to do and the climb is a bit thick there because I think the goal is to get to 950 and then it gets the hard cap or something at 960 or something, I forget. But there's already people, if you look on like the guided light or on like the fire team uh, 
option on the app. There's people that are already saying like, oh, you have to be 950 only or something to do certain things now. And it's just like, oh my God, people are already there. They're fucking insane. Uh, but they just like, they go crazy on it even more I, so than what I can do. And I did hear that the new raid is like possibly one of the hardest raids in all of Destiny. Even, But they, the world's first happened quicker than most. Yeah, that is true. It happened yeah. in like six hours or something like that, which yeah. is nuts. And I still, dude, there's, oh my God, raid, don't even get me started on raids. But uh, hmm. yeah, so I haven't touched Armor 2.0. To be honest, the, the cool thing about it is there's still, it has like the mobility, the recovery and the resilience that the previous year to like basically destiny 2 armor had but it also brings back the perks or like the um stats of year one which yeah, i believe was it, intellect. I um what was it yeah. do you remember james it, it brought back like intellect uh, dis strength. discipline intellect and wasn't it strength strength yeah, strength discipline uh strength governs how quickly your melee recharges discipline uh is how quickly your grenade recharges and I guess, what was the last one? Intelligence? Intellect. Intellect. Uh, is how fast your super recharges. And then mo recovery, of course, is just how fast your shields recharge. Yeah. And resilience is just how much more, like, you're basically your defense. Like, how much overall armor. damage can you take before yeah. you die? I can't remember. Do you remember what mobility does? Is that, it's like, literally your... just, like, how fast you run and how high you jump. Okay. I didn't even realize that it affected how high you jump either. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, putting that all into effect, I honestly didn't even think about those. I just saw six things there now, and I'm like, you know, I'm just going to figure all this out later. I don't want to deal with this right now. But Armor 2.0, yeah, like I said, honestly, don't even look at it. Don't bother with it until you think you're at a point where you're comfortable. Like, because if you're doing a bunch of the challenges and everything else, unless you're doing something so competitive or raid-specific, don't even think about it. Like, wait until you're, like, in the 930s at least, probably. But unless you're thinking of going into a raid, you shouldn't have to bother with it. And there's no like fucking Osiris stuff going on, so you don't or trials like trials of nine or Osiris, so you don't have to worry about that either right now. Um, speaking of which, at least like infusions are a lot different now, so they're better. You don't have to worry about um, the all the different ingredients to do it. It is now a specific item called a. It's like an upgrade. The core enhancement core? No, no, it's like an upgrade modification or upgrade. The core thing you buy from Banshee. Yes, and the cool thing is you get a shit ton so of you, them through the so season pass. So you only need those, huh? So you only need those now? Uh, just for infusions. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. so you just have that one thing. Uh, you honestly build them up pretty quickly if you have the season pass because it gives you like four immediately or something like that. Like you get them throughout leveling the season pass as well. Among, like, also you can get them with Glimmer and everything else. Glimmer also increased. What was it before? It was, like, 10,000 or something? I think it was, like, 100,000. 100, it's 250,000 now. So that's the new cap for that. Uh, the Bright Dust is only earned through weekly bounties now, I believe. So if you do weekly bounties, you can get Bright Dust. Uh, usually, like, I think it's, like, Vanguard, uh, Crucible. Oh, I'm pretty sure Gambit as well. Does Gambit even have weekly bounties still? I'm not even sure. But uh, the Eververse no longer has bounties, so there's no I reason to go that. there anymore. Uh, the little They should have disappeared in your inventory, so they don't work anymore. So how do we even get Bright Dust anymore? I, I just said the weekly bounties. Wait, but... Oh, wait, so all weekly bounties now give you... At least the Vanguard and Crucible. 
At oh. least. I'm not sure what others do, but at least those do. And they give I you a good amount. I hadn't even noticed that. That's yeah. I kind of like that better. Yes, and there's two weekly bounties now for each one. Oh, so okay. you'll get at least four bounties worth if you go do those. I Like I said, I can't remember if Gambit does or not, and I don't know if the other weeklies do as well from different um, people. Like if you went to like Petra or the Spider or um, Eris Morn or anything like that, I'm not sure if they actually drop that. Uh, of course, regular destination people that are from like year one, they won't give you any of that shit at all because they still just give you like three bounties that are regular. That hasn't really changed. Uh, another thing that did change though is the uh, what was I just thinking of? The way you um, holy crap! It just like completely left my mind. Happens uh, to me all the time. All right. Uh, th- there's other new shit, but uh, another thing is the challenges now are a little bit different for Crucible. So you have four matches that you can do for each so there's four core playlist matches you have to do for one cha- uh, challenge and another is four um like i forget it's like looser or something i forget what it's called but basically uh if you do four matches and two it's like one's rumble one's i want to say like control or something and the other is like fucking uh survival which it's back to three man survival Uh, that'll give you one challenge and then if you do like it's either like I want to say clash or was it control or something I forget but basically uh, there's a chance to get two powerful engrams now in crucible from weeklies basically like you do four matches of this type and you do four matches of this type Uh, glory changed as well so it's not as brutal to you if you lose you still lose some but you won't lose as much you also only lose if you're in a streak of like let's say you're a four win streak it, if you lose a match, it'll go take you down to a three-win streak. Yeah, I did see that too. That was also really nice. Like, instead of it just resetting your streak down to zero. So, like, I guess it's not really a win streak anymore, but, like, whatever. It, it's basically more, yeah, it may, especially if for me, like, I'm trying to get to 500 Luna Hell kills and then get to fucking Legend in Legendary in uh, Glory this season. That makes it a lot easier. And the survival now it's three man it's a lot more like uh trials again it gives you uh more i guess it was more elimination that did that but it's basically similar to that now Uh, but if you don't want to deal with possible like three stacks or whatever you can do freelance survival and basically it's all single solo people go into it so everyone's equal there's no like chance of you facing a clan or anything like that oh that's really nice i like that um Ooh. what else what else what so else? it's like a solo queue yes cool. uh there's also now a nightfall playlist as well i forget what it's called but basically you do like four nightfalls with these random people you can get a powerful from that there's also like regular nightfall that you do with your fire team if like whoever you want to have in it that's not matchmaking uh but this new matchmaking one basically is four tiers of power uh so it goes up to like nine something ridiculous like uh I think it goes from like adept and ends at master but there's like two in between it it's pretty crazy because now that you have matchmaking you don't necessarily have that communication with people but it's a little bit easier but you also have to worry about like uh 
the higher difficulty now because that's gonna be even more difficult whole thing with it now too is uh let's say if you're trying to get like the score in nightfall and you're doing the, the playlist you're not gonna get it if you're doing like the easiest difficulty like you won't even get close to 100,000 you might get like 40 but if you do the higher difficulty I'm pretty sure that's what gives you the boosts in terms of like score when you do stuff but it's just more difficult but you could be with people that aren't that good or that you just don't know because you're not communicating with them so it's it's hard to say uh, me personally, though, so I, I went through the main campaign, enjoyed that. I did the pretty much the weeklies for everything, and I'm doing that now that the reset happened. I'm pretty much doing that again right now. I already went through the regular strike playlist, and I'm doing Crucible at the moment. But uh, I also decided, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to still, even though all the moon stuff's happening right now and I'm enjoying it, I do want to clean up what I have still from the previous like years. And I've been tackling a shit ton of the Black Armory shit. And I've been doing still some of the Mars stuff, so like Escalation Protocol. And I finally got all the Escalation gear. All I'm missing are two weapons from Escalation and two weapons from Mars. And I'll finally finish that badge for like the Osiris Warmind DLC, which will give me one step closer to the Wayfair seal also. That That's I've cool. been kind of killing myself over a while. But it's just... That's the oldest thing I got going on besides, like, the raids. But, yeah, it's, it's pretty great. I'll probably play with my clan after this, honestly. Uh, unless I want to do other solo shit still and just go through the weekly shit. Uh, well, I'll see what happens, though, because I do want to start getting back into raids again. Because there's a lot of gear I need to get from basically every single raid. And there's so many fucking raids now. But, okay, that's all I'm going to say for Destiny for this week. It was a mouthful. Okay, there's two more things I got, though. One is... Um, I was talking about previously how I got Skyrim for the Switch and I started playing Fallout 4 again on PS4. I I guess I sort of have an update in general about Bethesda stuff. So playing Fallout 4 again kind of made me feel something where I was like, damn, I'm in that pre-RPG phase. I was in like early high school where I was loving like Call of Duty and shit. Like I just love shooters. And now that I'm kind of back in that mood, just going all the way back to Fallout 4 again, I was like, I don't, I don't know if I want to do this. <laughs> and, th which is the first time I've ever said that for, like, Fallout, Elder Scrolls kind of stuff. And the reason also for it was I realized because even though I've played pretty much, like, Elder Scrolls 4 and 5, so Oblivion and Skyrim, and I played Fallout 3, New Vegas, and 4, I ended up getting all of those on console on PS3 and PS4, basically. I also bought them all again on PC because I got the giant anthology pack. So it basically gives you every single Fallout game, every single Elder Scrolls game, including like the very, very old ones that I do want to run through. But because I'm going to be doing that, I realized like I'll have a chance to really get the most superior version. It has all the mods and the extra expansions that are basically mods that people created that are like all new games that are inside another game. Like they're ridiculous. And I'm like... I could just play the DLC to Fallout 4 when I get it on PC and get to that point again. And I'll probably feel better doing it there because it'll look even better and there'll be kind of some mods to just make it more enjoyable too, if anything. Besides that too, I've realized I don't think I'll be getting the future single player Elder Scrolls or like, yeah, Elder Scrolls, Bethesda, Fallout, whatever games. Not Bethesda like Wolfenstein, but the, those types of games specifically. On PC from now on, instead of always starting with the console, just because 
I, I realized like back then I was, I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy it twice, maybe. Oh boy. But now I'm like, no, nah, I just need it once and I'm just getting it on PC because I'm going to get the mods. Hopefully they don't charge you with the stupid fucking shit they've been doing with the charging for mods uh, yeah. and everything else. That shit's so fucking stupid. The, the paid mods that totally yeah, aren't paid We want to help the people that create these by having them get money, but we're also taking some of the money because they made it. <laughs> it's like, thanks guys. It really yeah. helped us out there. Uh, what about for Starbound when that comes out? So Star, Star, fucking Star. Oh yeah, no, sorry, not Starbound. Starfield. Starbound Starfield. was that like Toys to Life game, I think. Yeah, Starfield. Uh, I'm probably gonna get that on PC, uh, but I'm also gonna wait. So at this point, because I'm gonna go through everything again, like I'm starting actually with a pre-fallout game called Wasteland, and then from Ooh. there I'm gonna go through like kind of uh, chronological order of release and just see like I. Honestly, the early ones, I won't even necessarily beat them. I'll just see how I feel playing them. If I can't, if they seem really hard to the point where I just don't want to deal with it, or I just don't like it, I'll probably just wiki and YouTube the entire stories so I can get like that full. Uh, I mean, get that full experience still in in a way of like just getting the knowledge of what happened, and then yeah. get basically where I know for sure I'm going to be playing from is at least Morrowind, is where I'll play for sure uh, okay. from up there and onward especially after watching multiple document like a watching a crazy documentary about like uh from Morwen to oblivion to skyrim and before that how kind of each time they make a new game they take one step forward but two steps backward and take the best parts of the previous ones away and making it worse and worse and it's the whole thing of like the games are buggy they're not that actually good in terms of certain things the graphics are not as good the engine hasn't been updated and then everyone still basically goes, well, it's Bethesda, though, and then gives them the past, which is honestly me. That's been me for years. And I think it's just at this point now where I'm more, I guess, I've had a lot more variety in, in my just playing through everything. Yeah. I'm seeing now that to the point where, like, Fallout 76 was the first step where I was like, I'm not getting this. And then now I'm actually going to be selling Skyrim on the Switch because I actually realized I don't want to play it. I'm just going to be right. playing it again on PC anyway. Fuck this. So that's there. Uh, I'm not going to continue Fallout 4 on PS4. Another thing there. Uh, Starfield, depending on how... It really depends on how I feel at the time when it releases and also yeah. what's around it and also what they did to improve their everything is what I'm going to determine for that, which yeah. the only thing I can see myself playing from them besides the P basically going through the PC timeline is finally playing uh blades on my phone yeah like i don't know if it's the same for everyone else but at least for like i think up until fallout 4 maybe fallout 3 depending on how you count it but like but up until around definitely fallout 3 bethesda was the only like at least american rpg company that i can think of that was making open world games like of that scale. Oh yeah. And so they they were like huge. And at the time, like we like I mean Oblivion was like a launch game for the Xbox 360. And so like at the time, at least I think it was. And at like the time, you know, I remember looking at that game and going like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa this map is like fucking huge and you can walk like literally everywhere in it like there's no invisible walls or anything other than like the borders of the map like that's insane so yeah. like i was at the time willing to give them a little bit of leeway on like the occasional 
like door being fucked up or like some some enemy getting stuck in a wall because I'm like, well, in a map that's like literally possibly like thousands of square miles or whatever, I I'm bad at maps and and ma- and like shit like that. But like on a map on a map this huge, I will give them some leeway that like not everything works perfectly because it would be insane to ask like a company unless they hired like thousands of people to check literally every square inch of the thing like it would be impossible for them to make it not have any bugs at all or whatever and so like when fallout 4 came out and it's like okay i think what between fallout 3 and 4 we started to get games like um dragon age like inquisition and the witcher 3 and like those games were of equal like map scale yeah and they they played so much better and like a smoother experience plus witcher 3 probably has a better cast and story than most of the fallout games i've played that i can think of which i witcher 3 i'm getting closer and closer to as i'll talk after this so like i think that's why at this point when fallout 4 came out and it's got like basically all the same problems that Fallout 3 had. It just maybe looks a little bit better or whatever. And I'm just like, well, wait, I can't give Bethesda that like leeway anymore of like, well, their game is massive. It's going to have problems. Because if CD Projekt Red could make a game of even more detail and of a equally large like map size and like granted, I'm not going to say The Witcher had zero bugs in it at all. But they happened so infrequently that it, it was the exception to the rule. While in Bethesda, you kind of Bethesda games, you still expect there to be like jankiness everywhere. Yeah, which so, is a sad expectation. Yeah, so like at this point, I can't really say like, well, I'll give Bethesda some slack because no one does anything like them. Because at this point, people do do shit like they do and better. Yeah, CD Projekt Red basically said, uh, "Nah, dude," and um, yeah. But. Yeah, so that's why, like, at this point, it's like hard for me to go back to like old Fallout games and just say, like, you know, it's just Bethesda. <laughs> you, they're at it again. Yeah, yeah. All right. So because, which goes into my next thing. So because I'm delaying my Fallout Four to now playing it on PC eventually. Uh, my next game which was also from 2015, another backlog one taking out, which I already finished because it was actually really short, was Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes. Mm. And it's very short, very quick. Honestly, oh, yeah. like, it, you play this big boss running through and you see, like, Paz and Chico and everyone. And I was just like, okay, I expected a lot of this. And it was fairly quick. And I saw, like, all the stuff you could do after. And I was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, I just need the story so I can get into Phantom Pain and just get through that before fucking Death Stranding comes out. That is literally my goal right now. So basically next up on the chalking block is Phantom Pain. But after Phantom Pain, I'm actually going to break open my Dark Souls trilogy set that I got and play the first Dark Mm. Souls and probably Dark Souls 2. And then I'm going to play Witcher 3. Okay. Those are good games. Or maybe like, basically I'm going to see how I feel during like, it's basically all the big RPGs, but also like Bloodborne will eventually be thrown in there as well. And I'm still at work basically playing... I'm actually blasting through it pretty quickly. Ghost Recon Wildlands. I'm just doing all the story missions. And then after that, I'm going to do the uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered. 
So I'm going to run through that, and then I'm going to do Mad Max, and then that'll eliminate another 2015 game. But I basically meant the end here where, like, these are all the big ones, and it's probably going to take me all through fall to get through all of them. I might not even finish by then. I think it might take a little bit longer, especially just for specifically, like, uh, some of the Souls and Witcher game and stuff like that. But uh, at least, like, this month, I, depending on how crazy Milligar Salt is, I'll see what I can do about beating it this month. Because that's, what, like, 21 days then? Not counting, well, I guess counting in, though, Destiny play as well. Plus, people want to, people will basically, people want to play Destiny with me. People want to play Ghost Recon Breakpoint with me. People want to play Borderlands 3 with me. And people now want to play Red Dead Redemption 2 with me. So I'm like, oh, God, people are all asking me. And I'm just like, yeah, just uh, text me when I'm on or something so I can see. It's first come, first serve. Whoever wants me first can get me first. And then that's what I'll play that night. Unless no one bothers me, then I'll probably play, like, Destiny or Metal Gear. But okay, that's all of that. So we'll get into gaming news now, uh, which honestly shouldn't be too bad. It's actually only like half a dozen or so. Um, since most of it's PlayStation news, I'm going to save it all for last and bundle it up. Right. So we only have two things then <laughs> that are not PlayStation. First is actually Bungie news really fast. So they want to become a multi-franchise company and basically make themselves massive. Like It sounds like they want to eventually get into the publishing game at this point Interesting. Uh, but they said basically by 2025 they want to have they want to be multi-franchise which means they'll have a second ip what it could be i'm not sure but it's not they're for sure said they're like continuing destiny through 2025 which we already knew they said it seems like remember it was like oh destiny 2 will probably be three years and then you'll get like destiny 3 and that'll yeah. be like three years now like it seems destiny like 1. destiny 2 is actually probably going to be like five years or something ridiculous it could either go, I think, five years, or it could go till the end of the generation, and they just launch, like, they'll either launch Destiny 2 on PS5 and Xbox Scarlet, or they'll uh, have Destiny 3 on Xbox Scarlet and PS5. I'm not really sure yet, though, how that's going to happen, what's going to happen. Uh, at least we'll get one more year of Destiny 2, but we'll just, I'm sure during E3 or something, they'll, they'll let us know what's going to happen. Uh, but yeah, it, it's cur I'm curious to see what their second franchise will be. If it's going to be a shooter or something completely different. Maybe it's something single player. Who knows? But all right. Uh, then the other non-PlayStation news is they announced at New York Comic Con the final Avenger, which is the sixth Avenger for the Avengers game. At first, you think, you know, you have Iron Man, Captain America, Black Widow, Hulk, and Thor which seem like from at least MC style are five of the six. And then you're going, oh, that just leaves Hawkeye, right? Wrong. It's Miss yeah. Marvel. <laughs> so they said, fuck you to Hawkeye and shows a young teenage Pakistani girl from New Jersey, which of course I've said many times before. Miss Marvel is honestly probably one of my favorite Marvel characters at this point. She's fucking awesome. And like I said, if you can't pick up the very first, uh, trade of just one the first trade that's all you need just to see if you like it or not just pick up the first trade they ever made of her uh, it's it's fantastic and you'll know from there if you like it or not yeah i think i've only ever heard like really good things about that character yeah she's and like from uh, what i've seen of her she's like pretty fun to watch oh yeah she read. she's got a lot of humor and she just is like kind of wacky but also very just like fun and very um compassionate yeah like I don't know. Like, I really like that new Avengers trailer. Oh yeah, no, she's gonna like, be she's gonna be great in it because she's basically like she's getting the band back together. Well, that, uh, she's that, the one that's doing all of it. 
right. So, like I was trying to say before my computer fucked up uh, again, was like, so part of Miss uh, Cap- Ms. Marvel's like abilities is like she can like stretch and like grow big and stuff like that. So there were they showed that off a little bit in the trailer and like you would think that when someone is like just slightly stretching or like changing proportion it would look odd and then like it does a little bit but like appropriately so I think like it looks like she's a person that just stretches and gets like big and small or whatever like it's hard to say like explain exactly but like for how weird her powers could potentially look in motion as opposed to being just like on a comic book page like it it looks good also like they did a good job with it for whatever reason i also just like really liked that moment where she goes to like bruce banner and was like i may have hacked into ames computers and stolen something and he does like a double take he's like why wait why (laughs) it's like i thought that was so funny that was great yeah okay so now we're in the full playstation news so we're gonna knock it out piece by piece First up, Sean Layden, Sony Worldwide Studios chair, has left Sony. Uh, Sony left a tweet about it that didn't really tag him or anything. Uh, The only reason there's a little bit of emphasis on that is only because I listened to the kind of funny uh, Games Daily show, and they talked about it there, and I'm just really taking from what Greg Miller was talking about, not really from my own words too much, but just like, it is odd the way they did it, just because it was very... I guess like it was they, sudden yeah they, they didn't give any word like there was nothing bigger than that it was just small little tweet no video yeah. nothing sean lane didn't say anything really he just liked it apparently <laughs> yeah that too he like he didn't even say anything on his own profile yeah like so, i'm retiring or whatever so who knows what's happening there um it's I like guess. i think a good example of like why this is odd and not just like oh yeah this guy's just like either quitting or going to a different place whatever like one we don't know what he's planning to do next if at all and two like look at what happened when reggie fils retired from nintendo he said that like big deal yeah yeah he made a big deal out of that they even named a successor like immediately and like look at when i may be missing uh, mixing up names but like when kaz harai quit sony yeah, he was that like, was big too. Everyone, he, everyone cared a lot. Yeah, yeah, that, that was huge, and they made a big deal of saying like who's succeeding him. But this like Sean Layden thing is just like out of nowhere. Literally one tweet from just the PlayStation account. Like, like you said, I probably wouldn't have thought too much of it myself unless like other people in the gaming industry had pointed out like yeah. that's not normal. So like it could be nothing, but it's just as it is currently and the fact that neither sony or sean Layden have like said anything after the fact after a bunch of people were like what's going on it just makes it seem even weirder yeah and i am curious to see who they do ever place him personally i agree with what people online have said shuhei yushida would be my personal pick i think yeah that'd do be great. A great job he deserves it he's been there so long he does so much fucking shit there uh, and then I'm, I'm very curious to see the next thing Sean Layton does. Like, if it's if it was retirement, but I don't think he is, uh, I want to see what 
place he goes to and what that means exactly like if more will be revealed over time about what happened between him and sony if anything happened at all or if it was just like eh, whatever we gotta go whatever like it's it's just time like we probably won't know for a little bit at least until he gets another job if he gets another job but we'll just see what happens which uh then now goes into the full actual ps4 news uh, first things first was their price cut to PlayStation Now. It is now $9.99, so it is now at the full competitive price of Xbox Game Pass. So Which is really this, nuts. Yeah, and because the catalog for PlayStation Now is actually much, much bigger than Game Pass. It's like hundreds but, of titles. Yeah, it's... What? Isn't it like hundreds of titles, or are they in the, uh, the thousands now? They're uh, vastly hundreds, whereas Game Pass Game Pass is around like 250 now, I want to say. It's too over, it's too over 200 now for Game Pass, and now there's Game Pass for PC, which is separate. Yeah. And then there's now PlayStation Now, yeah, still has hundreds, though. Like, it's more closer to the, like, it's closer to 1,000 than it is to zero at this point, I'm pretty sure. The only thing is the advantage Game Pass has on it is that it has... Uh, the first party games yeah. as they come out whereas playstation now doesn't which at the same time i honestly it doesn't need to because they're doing so well and i i mean i buy them anyway i don't need them on playstation now but with this price cut do you see your like i have game pass myself but that's also like i said before guys previously i work at microsoft so it's a full advantage i take it I, I take like advantage of what i can get not saying I take advantage of the company or anything like that. That'd be crazy. I don't think I can anyway. But no. <laughs> like I'm saying, like I utilize the benefits I get, which includes Game Pass, basically. Um, but for PlayStation Now, to have do you do you think you're gonna get it? Uh, I don't know if I would like get an ongoing subscription, but like every once in a while I might subscribe to a month because like I did that once, like a few years ago when I had my abdominal surgery uh, and I was just like, what do I want to do? And like, for whatever reason, I really, really wanted to play Catherine, but mm. I didn't want to like just buy Catherine for whatever reason. Cause I thought it was like weird enough that I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like the whole thing, but I've been hearing such interesting things about it that I want to play it. So I got like, I think I, I tried like the 14 day trial of Catherine or of uh, PlayStation Now, and I was like, you know, like this runs fine. Like I like it's. I occasionally notice like a a missed button press or whatever, but like other than that, it's really runs like I'm just playing my PlayStation Three on my PS4. So and there's like a bunch of games on PS3 that I like never got around to that I know are on PlayStation Now that I'm actually like kind of interested. I've always been interested in trying, but I never wanted to spend like 20 bucks a month or like 60 bucks for like three months or whatever. But now it's like way more affordable. And I'm like, well, I could literally, I know I like, it sounds like a waste of money because I still own my PS3 and I still have Fallout New Vegas and stuff. But like, that's one of the games I could literally like, instead of having to bring my PlayStation 3 from home over to my apartment here and hooking it up and everything, or just like playing it while I'm home, I could literally just play uh, Fallout New Vegas on PlayStation Now, and it would I probably because I was like, I don't know, if I want to do like twenty well, bucks a month, but now it's like ten bucks a month, and I'm like, mm, that's not bad. That's like a sandwich. <laughs> so, yeah. 
I see how you can use it. Me personally, I will not be getting it. Um, my main reason is the same reason. Like, if I didn't work at Microsoft, I probably wouldn't have Game Pass either. Honestly, just because of my backlog. I already have such a massive backlog. I don't see a point of paying monthly subscriptions or yearly, depending whatever, uh, because I'm already like I'm good. There's no I don't need more stuff added on to me that like is available Netflix style. Like it's just something I personally don't need until I like catch up, which you know how that's been going. Um, well, actually, I have been going a lot faster than before. Like I'm actually making a shit ton of progress now, whereas before I was not. But uh, maybe eventually in the future, if there's some thing where they put it together with PlayStation Plus or something, I might have it. Like I'm pretty much that solidified in the Game Pass. But for PlayStation now, if they comboed it with PlayStation Plus, I'd probably get it just because it'd probably be an easier deal. But also, like I, until I really catch up on that backlog, I don't see a point in really just going through the games that I ended up missing or didn't care about and then going like, oh, well, what can I play now? Blah, 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 blah. Like, it's, it's just for now, I'm good. But all right, next thing. Uh, the PlayStation 4 crossplay feature is now out of beta for developers so now it's available for any developer to use so now it will basically give the developers the full option to choose like that ps4 xbox one crossplay as well as pc and everything else so that's pretty cool it's basically full like power to the user now which is nice uh that it's not limited to like things like fortnite and soon to be call of duty and other things like that uh, the other last PS4 news was uh, PS4 is now, you know, Remote Play has been out for Vita and iOS, I believe. So yeah. basically you could play your PS4 game remotely on your Vita screen or your uh, iPhone screen with your PS4 controller still, like, uh, with it, and which has been really cool. And it's funny, too, because it's like this is basically pre-Stadia, pre like xCloud and stuff like that they're like they've had this for a while and you're just like eh, no big deal whatever but now it's on android as well they just uh expanded it to android and um once again it's not something i would personally utilize i like i don't really want to play on the small screens the only thing two systems i'd ever see myself playing just because they're slightly more i guess usable than a phone is like the vita maybe but more likely the switch because I'm already playing games on that screen, so it's like it makes more sense for me personally. But that's Nintendo, not Microsoft or Sony. But I, you never know. We may like there. There's always rumors about like, oh, you'll never know. Game Pass could come to Nintendo, and you're like, holy shit, that's that'd be crazy. Who knows? That would but, lose my mind. <laughs> yeah. All right. That brings us into our PS5 news, which they've given us three things. It's called the PlayStation Five, as they said in their blog in PlayStation blog. Uh, big surprise on the name. Like, uh, no one expected PS5, which, cool. I expected that. That's the name I wanted. That's, like, it's it's just what was expected. Uh, I the other thing, I always expect, like, at some point, either Microsoft or Sony are just going to pull an Apple and be like, this isn't the iPad 3. This is just the new iPad. And I, I would call it, You like, probably just, see Microsoft do that before Sony, because Sony like, can just keep going up in numbers. Whereas the Xbox always has like a fucking yeah. different name completely each time. You're just kind of like, I don't even, like you, it's easy because you're like, PS5 is going to be PS5. And then you go Xbox Scarlet. The real name's going to be, I don't know what the fuck it's going to be called. Because it went from like Xbox to 360 to 1. Like how does that yeah. even, 
Like, how do you how do you predict what's next? So like, I could see the next Xbox literally just being called the Xbox or whatever. I would just I I don't want that. Which I, like I would also that. still be confusing, but I could yeah, see that's it even happening. More confusing. That's just uh just don't do that. And like <laughs> I get that PlayStation is normally consistent with like just adding another number, but like at some point I feel like it's they might possibly just call it the PlayStation. But I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's that buildup. You, you're going to get to the PlayStation 10, or as they all call it, maybe the PlayStation X. Well, they have and to at be least... Like, whoa, and it'll be like, whoa, dude, it's 2050 fucking whatever. <laughs> well, they at least have to make the PlayStation 9 out of nanobots, because they already made that trailer. Was that in Back to the Future or something? No. Dude, this is like back when the PlayStation 2 was being a- advertised. They made a joke about how, like, if you just like remove one of the like lines or whatever, the two becomes a nine or something like oh, that. Really? So they made a joke about like we're now releasing the PlayStation Nine, and it was like an orb that someone had in their hand like opens up and like nanobots like went flying through the air and like went oh into their God. like went into their ears and they're just like all of a sudden in the game world like it's in their head. And I was dude, that's even, that's past VR. <laughs> it's exactly so they're like, dude, they predicted that shit like literally over a decade ago yeah that's hilarious and so because what which one was it in play in uh, back to the future too oh shit i don't even remember if they had it in play they might not even had the playstation in that they just had like they arcade did. machines and shit did they No, they had like it was like either i want to say it was either a playstation 8 or 11 i know they had like it was Jaws something ridiculous 30. <laughs> maybe it was that too I f- but I, f- I feel like there was a playstation in it i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure but okay so yeah. Yeah, PS5 uh, coming for holiday 2020, another big surprise there. Who didn't expect that? Like, it was basically like, yeah, Scarlet and PS5 are going to come out holiday 2020. That makes completely total sense. Where it's just like, where is it going to happen? It's going to be somewhere for both of them. Honestly, like, it, this is guaranteed. It's going to come out somewhere between September to November. Like, I can guarantee that because that's usually what happens during holiday. Like, that's how it goes. Uh, and then the last part of it was the controller is getting a little bit of an update. Uh, the well, actually, not, not a little bit. It's a bigger update, so it's not gonna have DualShock anymore. It's actually gonna have the um, what's the exact word for it? Um, Haptic feedback. Yes, which is in phones. Uh, but basically, this will give a more unique sense of what each vibration is, depending on what happens. So they were saying like the vibration of a car crashing versus something else happening is gonna uh, feel one of the f- one of the things that they kind of mentioned that they might be able to simulate is like if you like in ghost of tsushima when you're like walking through a field of like tall grass or reeds or something the controller could like lightly rumble so it feels like you're moving through stuff oh that's cool yeah so it, it's like each rumble will be a lot more unique than just it'll be like yeah. just different temp like different speeds different uh amount of it in terms of like time of it lasting and things like that it'll basically be a lot more customized to a point where it feels a lot it, it puts you even further into the experience yeah uh, of like feeling what's happening and then the last part was something with the triggers adaptive triggers yes so which was basically like the they can let developers set the resistance for the triggers so you can have like a trigger pull that's like harder to do like i think the example that they pulled out was like um like say you're playing a game where one of the weapons you can have is a is a bow and then like 
pulling a bowstring is a lot harder than pulling a gun trigger. Yeah. So they could like increase the tension on that so it feels like you're kind of pulling a little bit harder on a bowstring. I think like another example might be like Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. Say they're that, like yeah. in in like the next God of War game or whatever, they they do a quick time event and the instead of having you just like hammer on a button, they like literally make it harder for you to like pull the trigger so that it's like actually a struggle to like do whatever quick time event they're trying to do. Yeah. I don't know. Like I'm hoping that they could like turn that off for like uh accessibility reasons cuz like I mean that sounds really cool for me, but I know that there are a bunch of people that like, you know, maybe don't have really strong hands or have like disabilities. Various I'm sure there'll ways. be something like, I mean, I feel like they eventually Sony should even have like an adaptive controller like Microsoft does. That'd be cool. Cause like, I honestly think that that like, I, I hopefully will, it's kind of sad to say, like I hopefully will never have to use a controller like that. Same. But I like the idea that they, thought about that that like not everyone can use a real controller or not i shouldn't say a real controller a normal controller so the average make, controller yeah so make a controller for that people can customize so that they can play the games that works for them like i thought that was a really really nice idea yeah all right that's all the playstation news as well as the gaming news so we can move on now to the movies and tv we're closing in on an hour but i think this should be fairly quickly in terms of news as well but um i forget you said you didn't really have anything to talk about that you watched really yeah not really like okay. literally um i finished the gifted which it's really unfortunate that they that fox like canceled that show yeah it was really but good. it but at least it ended it with was from like, the fallout of the disney purchase i'm pretty sure oh really i, I feel that, like it would be that makes some sense i didn't look into it but like I don't know. It's like at least they ended like the main story arc. So it like it felt like it had a decent conclusion, but they did set up like more shit coming in the future. Come on, we got to go to the future. <laughs> yeah, like I like it was kind of funny cuz like the whole show I was like, "Man, they really nerfed Blink's ability because like she's supposed to be able to teleport like anywhere." And then, like, at the end of the show, like, shit happens, and she, like, comes out of nowhere, and she basically seems to be like, yeah, I can make portals to wherever and whenever now, so, like, come with me, I need to show you something. Yeah, but spoilers, but also, you should have already watched it, she dies earlier in the season, so you're just kind of like, what the fuck? But she's like, except, I like, except I kind of expected her not to be dead, because, like, one, she's, like, too big of a character to die, kind of, but also, like the way she died she got like shot while trying to go through one of her portals and the portal seemed to like just collapse in on itself and her her body disappeared oh, so that's i was true. so i was immediately like well if there's no body she's not dead yeah, that's <laughs> very true yeah uh, and it was interesting seeing kind of how the group was at the end like the weird dynamic of it all because you had like the leader of the morlocks there you had yeah uh, one of the the uh stepford cuckoos there among like the other main characters that you usually have except also like uh the father reed is dead and like other thing like that yeah so it's a very like very interesting ragtag group at that point and it would have been interesting to see where that group goes because like oh we're well like these characters are dead now and all these enemies are dead now and all these people are dead now and this is who's left yeah so i also just like really liked polaris and eclipse as characters i loved um thunderbird Thunderbird, Thunderbird was fucking awesome too. Yeah, he was great. 
Uh, so yeah, I finished that show. Really great. Like like I said last week when I was when I started watching it. Uh, like if you're a fan of X Men at all, like this is the show for you to watch. It's really good. Like it doesn't technically have the x-men or the brotherhood in it but they like mention them yes it's it's supposed to be in a world where they're gone yeah like basically they were there but now there's something happened to them yeah something happened and like the main mutant groups disbanded i don't think disbanded they're just i feel like they're missing or at least missing yeah yeah they they were never it's like they're not even there's not even a trace of them anymore yeah they, they were never explicit like where they went but just that like they're not prominent anymore yeah uh so then uh i've been watching the new episodes of south park as they've been coming out and like i don't know i've been a huge fan of south park for like a long ass time and like i just really like that they that matt stone and trey parker somehow use this like really vulgar show like cartoon to have the best lessons of life yeah like to literally straight up always is like you're like oh this is actually true they shine a light on like a social problem that like maybe you either didn't think about or overlooked or forgot about as like no this is still important and they just do such a good job with it is that you blue angel flying over oh okay yeah uh so then at least for the, the it seems like the main theme of this like the first few episodes is just like like they, they even changed the theme song to instead of it being about South Park, it's about Tegrity Farms. Oh fuck! And <laughs> but like, it, oh, I can't wait for this. It's it's really funny. But like, at least for the first few episodes, the main uh, strife seems to be coming from like, what are American companies willing to sacrifice just to get a piece of the Chinese market? And basically pointing out that like so like basically American companies and artists are letting themselves be censored by a foreign government just because certain things are not allowed by the Chinese Communist uh, Party. So if you want to make any money in the Chinese market, you got to do what they say. And so I just like I really I don't know. It's one of those things where I never really thought about it. That, like, yeah, I, I get that, like, it's been a trend for a while that movies make more money in China if they are allowed to release in China and if they are, yeah. like, have something to play towards the Chinese market. I mean, like, hell, look at fucking Transformers 4 that, like, half yeah, took place in China. They literally set, like, the, the finale in China, like, seemingly just so they can appeal have to the Chinese market. Yeah. And uh like the avengers movies like i don't know if they did anything specific but like they definitely really marketed that to china and like it did really really well in china so it's just like i find it interesting that south park is trying to point out like why are we as americans like and now it's banned yeah like bothering what the south park is banned in china for real I, i believe so yes that makes a fucking lot of sense. Yeah. And it's just like, I kind of really uh, respect Matt Stone and Trey Parker for like making that point that like, hey, we are American artists. Why the fuck are we bowing down to the Chinese government just to make money? And then 
two, the fact that they were, I guess, willing to, like, so they felt that this was such an important message to get out that they were willing to, like, fuck over their own show in China just to make that point. I kind of like that. Yeah, and it's like, it goes, I guess we'll briefly put it in, but it brings, like, the the fucking Hearthstone player that basically was, like, uh, pro-Hong Kong liberation and then Blizzard banned him for a year and also (laughs) took away his prize money and now Blizzard's getting the brunt of it, which they rightfully deserve because that's fucked up and he should be allowed to say that even if it's against their bullshit rules, they need to change their rules because obviously, yeah, they want to suck China's balls, but that's not how, that's not what you should do. And it, it gets into a whole thing of, too, like us as a consumer. Uh, I'll get very briefly, very briefly political here. I try to refrain from it on this show specifically, but uh, the it's like as consumers, what can you do? And it's like honestly, you can choose to find the alternatives. You just have to make the time and the effort to look to see what your alternatives to maybe a place you don't want to support or something you don't want to support. Like as an example, really quickly, like um, during the long ass drought in California. Nestle was bottling water in the state and selling the water and we're in a drought and apparently their license expired in the 80s but (laughs) it was also partially California's fault for not like renewing it or something or like basically not bringing it back up but basically they were like illegally doing it they were using our own water for it and selling us our own water during a drought and all this other shit which is inexcusable to a point because Starbucks was bottling water in California once the drought happened people said stuff they moved their bottling to a different location. They left California because they did not want to interfere and basically like screw us over during the drought as well. So props to them for that, but Nestle did not. Because of that, I completely stopped purchasing Nestle products altogether. I didn't get their water. I didn't get um, the the things I really realized that I didn't buy, that I enjoyed from them were like Butterfingers and Crunch, like their fucking candy bars, which and Wonka stuff. That actually sucked for me. My very first candy bar was a Butterfinger. My entire, my like very, very first candy bar was a Butterfinger. And I love Crunch Bars. And then I just switched to fucking Hershey's Crackle Bars. <laughs> do, you, do you know how that feels? It's not as fun. But hey man, I, I did it anyway, and I still fan. have not, I haven't bought anything since then. Like, I, I just oh, I know. don't. I was a Crunch fan. Yeah, so it's like, I, I, don't, I don't get any of their shit anymore. And, huh. like, um now looking into things just because the way everything's been going now with everything around the world like i'm looking into now like oh i i don't like things that china are doing i don't like things that saudi arabia is doing i don't like things that turkey is doing so i'm actually going to start looking at um certain things they actually sell to us that we use here if i can find alternatives if i do use them and see what alternatives there are but besides that like i don't plan on visiting those three specific places now because of that like I mean, I honestly didn't want to for the most part. The only thing I want to do in China, which is really shallow of me, I just want to go to the Disneyland's there because apparently there's some cool stuff that's only there. But you know what? Fuck that. I'm not going to go. Maybe Hong Kong, but not the one in the mainland. And, like, it's things like that that if you really want to, like, besides being on social media and just saying things, actions always speak louder. But you can also oh, yeah. use your words to show what actions you're doing. But just remember, doing something does a lot more than just saying something. But okay. Enough of that tangent. We'll continue. Uh, yeah. So like that so was. What you were doing. Yes. So yeah, that that's it for South Park. I just thought it was really interesting that like within a few weeks of like the season talking about like how China is like allowed to censor basically whoever wants to like make money in their market, like Blizzard fucks up royally, and it's just like basically puts out 
a uh like they basically what's the word legitimate I don't know. I'm blanking on the word I'm looking for, but like they basically point out that like South Park is right, that like major companies are censoring themselves just for money purposes because they don't want to fuck up, uh, fuck with the uh, Chinese government. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing was like, just because I was looking for something new to watch, um, I like went to Netflix and saw this like new. Okay, so they, you know how they're doing like a some shows released weekly now. Uh, so they got a new one called Rhythm and Flow, mm-hmm. which is a, like, it's a reality show sort of like either, I guess, either American Idol or The Voice, but it's like specifically rap artists. Yeah. So they have like Cardi B, um, Chance the Rapper, and I cannot remember, Tip. Like, uh, I, I don't remember his whole name, but like, How much they have, they have like three huge rappers be the uh the judges for Mm. these like amateurs and so it's it's american idol for rapping basically yeah and it's like i just i give it a shot because like i'm rap i don't know if it's like it depends on the day but like some i'm usually it's not always my thing but you know when it's in there i'm (laughs) like oh let's let's give it a listen let's give it a whirl yeah it's basically it's like i'm either in the mood for rock or i'm in the mood for rap like those are the two music genres I switch between a lot, and so I was like, well, that's interesting. I've seen like music shows for like basically every other genre of music, but nothing for like specifically rap. Let's see what these guys can do, and like some of them are really fucking good. Like it's I'm actually entertained so far. I'm only like a couple episodes in, and like it's a weekly thing, so I don't know if it's like uh, how many episodes are up currently, but. It's fun. Like, um, I'm liking it so far. It's, I don't know. Like, it's it's really interesting that, like, at least so far, the setup is, like, they're having each one of these rappers go to their home cities and find, like, a talent there. So, like... Oh, that's nice. Uh, so, they start... The first episode, they went to California and were, like, let's look for some West Coast rappers. Next episode, Cardi B was like, well, I'm from New York. I'm going to go to New York and I'm going to find some East Coast rappers. And there's, like... There is definitely a difference in style between East Coast and West Coast. It's actually really cool. Okay. Uh, so, but yeah, I guess like if you're a fan of rap, it's an interesting reality show. Uh, but like I said, I, it's it's like a weekly release thing. I don't know how many episodes are up. And it's currently. on Netflix or Hulu. It's on Netflix. Okay. And uh, yeah, that's literally those are like the three things I watched. It's like I finished Gifted. I started uh, like watching or I watched. What's South Park up and for South Park show. so far, gotcha, and gotcha. then like start rhythm and flow. Okay, so I actually after you talked to me about it, and I forgot it was even out. I watched that entire uh, new release of Disenchanted. Mm-hmm. I thought it was. I don't know. Actually, there were some parts I actually liked better than the first half. Surprisingly, I was very surprised. Uh, I think I got more chuckles this time around, or there was more over enveloping certain things because they kind of did the more subtle in the long run style for like the big overarching storyline for it and then yeah you were right it's like the stuff that happens in the beginning doesn't really come back until the very end yeah it's just a lot of in-between stuff but there's still things related to it overall i honestly i don't know the show it doesn't 
it doesn't succeed the way Futurama and Simpsons did from the same creators. Yeah. It just kind of, it's there. Not to say that I won't keep watching it, but it's not, it's not like a top tier animated show to watch of like, the, I guess like adult animated, like it, that you're like not, you know what I mean? Like there's kid animated shows and there's adult animated shows. It's no it's Rick not, and Morty. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not, well, there's a Rick and Morty. That's questionable too. But um, I'll, I'll talk about that during the news for that. But uh, yeah, this, this, it just kind of is a, I'd say like a mid to low tier animated show at this point. I'm watching it just because I'm, I guess because I've enjoyed what the creators of previous shows have done so much that I'm willing to kind of stick with it for a bit longer just to see more. And I do love like here listening to King Zog because it's basically it's a it's a John DiMaggio or Joe is it Joe DiMaggio John DiMaggio John DiMaggio I believe, but it's the voice of Bender is the king. So oh shit yeah. That, like at one point even says bite my shiny royal ass or something i forget what oh my it was god like. you're right yeah it's i don't know like that, that at one point never clicked that didn't click with me <laughs> yeah it was great but that that's one of the, the, the it's like reasons like that you could always you hear a lot of not much as like simpsons and futurama do have some of the same voice uh people and this does as well like i recognize throughout multiple areas certain characters from simpsons and futurama that I just hear again in other characters in this show, which is something I do enjoy to hear. But okay. Uh, another thing I started watching is Big Mouth. I'm about like halfway through it. The new season, it's like, I guess it's what, season three now or something? I don't know. Netflix yeah. confuses me because they always try to do like, oh, this is just the first half of the season. Here's the second half. So I'm never sure if it's like a three or a two or fucking 1.5 or something. I'm assuming this is season three. I don't really know anymore. But uh, so far, I don't know. It's not the lessons in it aren't like the, the very first season actually gives you real lessons i guess kind of like as a teenager going through things it's something i did thinking about it i'm like oh i would i would love to have this as a teenager growing up because it, it 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 you don't talk to people about this kind of stuff so you never think about really what other people think and this kind of like really gives you that overall perspective of every player in a school of like every every person in the school like their style what's going on with them and everything else and you're like if you had known that growing up you may have been it could honestly lead to you being more understanding or more social or more communicative with people and in all different ways whether it's friendship uh interest in a girl or something anything like that it's just really it's really nice and this season it's not as much of that i would say it's more like they're they're getting big on like phones and um, the only one I would say is they're just kind of going through like that whole first everything with one of the gay characters in it, which is actually really nice. It's like it's very sweet watching it. You're like, oh, that's nice. But like uh, <laughs> it was fucking stupid episode. Yeah, there's this episode about Florida, and I just I'm just gonna say that. And then you probably just think of anything you've ever thought of Florida, and it's probably in this episode. That's hilarious. So is there like it's, a it's is fucking, there like a boogeyman type Florida man walking around? There's you know, it's everything, <laughs> every fucking thing. You're just it's like when you watch those videos and you're like it's it's you're playing the game. Did it happen in Florida? or Did it happen in Russia? You don't really know. They're both fucking ridiculous places, but you know they're just somehow on the surface. They, they made it through. They survived. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. All right, last thing, real fast. Uh, I saw Joker last night. 
I'm not going to say too much because I don't. It, it would require spoiling it. I'll just say it was a very tense movie. Um, there is some humor in it, but it was that point where my sense of humor is somewhat pretty dark sometimes. So there was like when I was laughing, there'd be like maybe two other people laughing in the theater, which usually sometimes it's just me. But there was a woman next to me who was laughing so hard and so loud for a good amount of time that I was like, huh, so this is what it's like. (laughs) (laughs) But I wasn't, I wasn't like angry at her or anything. I was just like, it it put myself into perspective of like, I wonder how these people feel like when they like, they see, they just hear me laughing alone in the theater or something, whereas like no one else is laughing. But it was also, she was right next to me. So I was I I was enjoying it because I'm like oh finally someone else is enjoying this <laughs> like I am, but uh, the movie itself holy shit, like I said really tense, I uh, it's it it's fucking, it's really good, it it honestly like I, I really I feel like the people that don't like it don't like it because it was overhyped for them, and mm-hmm. the only thing that can kill it is overhype at this point. And for me, I don't want to overhype it, but I do want to be truthful where I do think, honestly, this could win Best Picture. This could win Best Actor for Joaquin Phoenix. This could win Best Director for Todd Phillips. I believe it's Todd Phillips. This could win Best Cinematography. This could win Best uh, Sound Mixing. I haven't uh, watched too many other crazy movies that might use mixing, but so far this was like the best one I've seen this year. The, like, this could win a lot of awards. Unless something else comes out that I just maybe don't know about or something, but the, the, it really, I think it could, I think it could make it all the way through. Um, I would say everyone should see it. Don't be afraid about all the fucking. Uh, there would have been a shooting by now if there was, um, and you should no, not have to worry de- about that. Don't I definitely want to see it um, for sure. Just go see it. It's really fucking. It's really good. But okay, that's uh, all I'll talk about for that until maybe you see it and there's a little bit more time. Uh, we could do spoilers or something. Uh, but okay, we're going to quickly go through the movie TV news. First things first, uh, Stranger Things Season 4 was announced, of course, with just the quote, we're not in Hawkins anymore, which um, brings in, I guess, two ways to interpret it. One, it could be where Will ended up moving to. Ooh. Huh? Yeah. Or it could be fucking something random like Russia. I don't know. Well, yeah, because like, Russian shit. Yeah, the, well, one of the cliffhangers for the last season was like, there's maybe an American Hopper, Russia, it could be Hopper. Yeah, yeah, like maybe Hopper made his way through the underground, underneath, upside down to like Russia, maybe, or yeah. the Russians found him or something. And so, then we'll see. Yeah, that's it. We'll we'll find out more later. I'm, we'll get it eventually. Yeah, I, was, I was not expecting them to tease season four like so soon. Yeah, but, but it was just I'm that. excited. All right, next up, uh, we have the trailer for Birds of Prey. Yeah. Interesting. I would... All right, so I felt two ways about this. In one way, I was like, this looks fucking ridiculous. Like, it looks insane, but a different form of insane. I don't want to say it looks like Suicide Squad because it feels completely different, Uh, which makes me excited because it's like a very interesting group of female hero or female anti-heroes and heroes like it has harley quinn starring in it it also has fucking black canary huntress uh cassandra kane and it has renee montoya 
who all go through really quickly, and then like villains are Black Mask, who's played by Ewan McGregor, and you have Victor Zaz. And the whole thing with all these characters are Harley Quinn, crazy Joker sidekick who pretty much recent, like for the last few years or so, has been prominently a solo figure, but also kind of ruined for me personally, because I liked her a lot when they created her for the animated series. Mm. But then when they kind of put her on her own, I didn't like what they did because they just made her like Deadpool, where she breaks the fourth wall and does random shit oh. like that. I've never really yeah. liked that kind of stuff. So, and I never liked the costume change. Uh, it's very much just like, hey, I'm a fucking shorts and all this other shit. And I'm like, oh, I like the full actual Harley Quinn outfit and things like that. But uh, it's starring her. And then you have Black Canary and Huntress, who are actually so the the, the fucking movie's called Birds of Prey and the something emancipation of one Harley Quinn basically saying like she's now separated from the Joker which is what this movie is also about it's like oh her and Joker broke up and it's her basically getting gal pals together and then taking on this crime lord that's honestly probably the premise of this movie it seemed like from the trailer there was a moment where she's trying to convince all of the other supposed birds of prey to like work together to get out of the city together and it seemed like somehow either accidentally or on purpose one of them fucks over Black Mask Ewan Ewan McGregor and then like he seems to think that they're all in on it together so they all have to work together to not get killed by him or something like that and the whole thing with these characters too is because I feel like these are lesser known characters to the average person uh, like if when it comes to DC, you know, like the main Justice League people and things like that. But like um, the weird thing about this movie, this is where I feel a little not negative, but I'm like, uh, don't put Harley Quinn in everything. I don't want her to be that like ridiculous of like that fourth wall breaking character that you just want all over the place. You shouldn't have to have that character to make your movie what it needs to be because the Birds of Prey never. The whole thing is now that she's about to be in the Birds of Prey comics. She has never been in the Birds of Prey comics. The whole thing with the Birds of Prey comics is the main three characters of it are Black Canary, Huntress, and Batgirl or Oracle, depending on Barbara Gordon, if she can walk or not. Who are all themed after, like, flying animals. And it's like the best version of it is when she was in a wheelchair as Oracle and she was basically the eyes in the sky for Huntress and Black Canary, among other rotating uh, Birds of Prey, uh, like, teammates like um was it lady blackbird i think and some others and stuff like that but the whole or is like black hawk i think i don't know but um yeah so it has black canary she is like the sonic scream people probably know her the most because of uh arrow um which she doesn't really look anything like her character from the comics also uh huntress who is the daughter uh helena bertinelli she's the daughter of basically an italian mafia crime lord and uh, her whole thing is, uh, I think, like, they killed her boyfriend or something, so she's uh, always hated crime. So, But she's more of a, I'll kill crime, I won't arrest crime. Yeah, so, Huntress always struck me as, like, a female Punisher with a crossbow. Yes, uh, very much so, but she abides by the rules for the most part when she's with the birds. Uh, and she kind of basically like they talk her away from that style of killing so she doesn't really do it uh, she basically she she stays within the boundaries of Batman she's because the, there are birds of prey are somewhat an extension of the bat family in a way and then you have also like I said Huntress 
does not look anything like she does in the comics. Then you have Cassandra Kane, who is a... She's the daughter of a character named Orphan, who's like this male assassin, and Lady Shiva, who's like the world's most famous assassin. She's like one of the best hand-to-hand uh, -hand fighters in the world, and she basically is this young Chinese girl who is the second Batgirl in the comics. And then she eventually becomes... Uh, her own character called Black Bat, and then eventually called Orphan after that. Current, she's, she's called Orphan, but she's one of the best, like, hand-to-hand -hand fighters in the Bat family. And she's honestly one of my favorite female characters in, like, the DC world because of the way before they did the whole fucking relaunch in 2011, but, like, before that, she, like, she was an awesome character. And in the, this movie, she looks nothing related to the comics as well. Uh, just that she, I guess, is Chinese and is named Cassandra Kane. And then we have Renee Montoya, who is a Gotham City detective, and she is a uh, she's one of the she was one of the earliest I would say lesbian characters, and is also Latin. So she kind of like it's one of the more diverse sets there. Uh, she like relationships she's had before is actually with like Batwoman in the comics and stuff like that. Huh. Um, but she is usually a mainstay on her own. She does really well. She actually eventually becomes the question, the second question, who is this basically faceless uh, detective-looking character that basically is like a master detective. Uh, after the first one, I think, dies. And basically she's like trained by him. But in this, she seems like she's not the question. She's just the detective Romina Montoya in it. Uh, okay, that explains a lot. Because I was wondering, who, like, because I saw Rosie Perez in the trailer and I was like, I yes. literally don't know who she could be in the DC universe. Yes. I don't and know enough. Renee Montoya, Cassandra Kane have never been part of Birds of Prey. Maybe Cassandra Kane actually, but never Renee Montoya. Uh, Cassandra Kane was actually more of the Outsiders, which is another bat team. I mean, it had multiple teams. Uh, but Renee Montoya is the only one that looks somewhat like her character because she's basically a copper civilian looking character. That's not really hard to do. So in terms of like, oh, it kind of doesn't look anything like them, whereas everyone else in the DC movies looks like, or similar enough to their comic book character, these ones are very much just like, the f who's in charge of costuming? <laughs> like, get them out of here. I want someone else doing this. That's my only real thing, but that's just because I'm an avid comic book person and I enjoy these characters. Uh, I'm still at least excited to see what they have because this should be different enough from... Suicide Squad, like I said, this would not even be associated with Suicide Squad if Harley Quinn wasn't in it. That's really what yeah. it comes down to. I think that's the other weird thing about it. Like I don't, like I just said, I don't know too much about the Birds of Prey or like the extended DC universe. But like the one, one of the few things I do know about this property is that Harley Quinn is like generally not in it. Yeah. So like I was just from the get go. Poison Ivy's been in it, but why. not Harley Quinn. Like, I was just confused why she was even, like, in the movie. Because Let they alone... just want Margot Robbie and Harley Quinn. They want they want to yeah. sell, and they feel like those heroes... They feel like those female characters aren't good enough to sell seats. That's that's what it comes down to, honestly. That's Which what is I sad, because they kind of are. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they aren't. That They're not big characters. They're, you, this is something you would eventually do, not now, but down the line. Kind of like Marvel is doing now for its more obscure shit, that you're just kind of like, what the fuck's an Eternal? Like, that makes sense. That kind of thing. Like, they didn't do a Black Widow movie until she was, like, fucking dead. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, for this, it's, like, uh, they want it sooner, so they're, like, well, we have to attach someone to it. If they really wanted to, honestly, if they just put Batgirl in, that'd probably solve the problem, but whatever. 
Okay, so next thing. Well, you gotta hurry this up. We're closing in an hour and a half already now. Told you. Damn. So, Clerks 3 is happening for real, and Jeff Andrews is returning. For those that don't know, Jeff Andrews, who plays Randall in Clerks, was the reason why it didn't happen in the first place, for the most part. Um, He was one of the reasons. Like, he did not want to come back to acting. And that kind of... Because Kevin Smith would never recast him. So that's... He was one of the reasons why things never really picked up. And then, like, I guess it was also publishing or distribute, like, pub, uh, I guess, like, uh, uh, studio issues with, like, Mallrats 2 and Clerks 3 not happening. So then they did the Jane and Silent Bob, but then that was successful. Now Kevin Smith's trying again for Clerks 3, and now it's actually happening. So it's like, oh, shit, now it's really working, and then maybe now that means Mallrats 2 could happen. But basically, we got Clerks 3 happening. Jane and Silent Bob comes out, I think, November or October, I want to say, one of the two. I'm not seeing. I might see it in theaters, but I'm seeing the the road show in January. They're actually coming to Oakland, and Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes will be there and basically do a Q and A with everyone. So I'm gonna be at that, which will be really cool. Okay, next thing. Quickly go through this one, even though it's a big one. Tom Holland uh, apparently implored Tom Rothman, uh, the Sony film chair, and Bob Iger to speak again for the Spider-Man deal. That's what actually made it happen or was one of the pieces of it. The deal, and we got details on the deal now. So if you don't remember before, uh, Sony wanted to keep it where it was. Was uh, Disney gets 5% and Sony gets the other 95 But the whole thing is also Disney gets all of the merchandising. Which is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but then Disney was like, nah, nah, nah. We want 50 plus merchandising. And then Sony was like, you had yours, they have ours. And then they're like, you ate my only food, now I'll have to starve because Disney's <laughs> fucking fat. And then uh, now it's, Marvel gets 25% of the profits, so it's still, in a way, Sony still got the better end because it's not 50, so it's only 20 up, not 45 up. So it's like five away from the middle ground, really, but it's still like a very middle thing. So Marvel got 25% of the profits now, uh, it's twenty percent more of what Sony wanted, but and twenty five percent of what Marvel, twenty five percent less of what Marvel wanted. But they still have their fucking uh, merchandising and then this. So yeah, that was at least answers to that. And then uh, the Matrix Four is apparently looking to cast a young Neo and Morpheus. And another thing about it is it also cast its new lead role. So apparently Keanu Reeves won't be leading in the Matrix Four. It will be a new. Uh, character played by Yaha Yeha, I can't say his name, I'm really sorry guys, Yeha Abdul-Mateen II you know him in Aquaman as Black Manta oh shit, I like he'll that be guy. Playing the young. he'll be playing the leading role in Matrix 4, I'm very curious to what they'll be, I'm excited it's, it's pretty I'm, 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 yeah, I, I just want fucking, it's Matrix 4 and we have Black Manta starring in it, plus Keanu Reeves is coming back along with uh, Carrie Ann Moss, but there's gonna be a young Morpheus and Neo, I'm like what the fuck's happening this, I, I just want to know what the fuck this is uh, and then uh, a couple more things. There was another trailer for 1917. That's that World War One movie where this uh, British soldier and one of his uh, squad squad members have to go basically through multiple battlefields and I think at one point behind enemy lines to reach his brother and their regiment to stop them from doing a charge because they're going into a trap and basically they would lose like 1,500 people or something. And it's, yeah. I think it's based on a true story. I can't remember, but it's, I'm really excited because 
I, I that feel sounds like more movies have really dropped shit. off. I haven't actually seen. I think like the last couple that I haven't seen that came out were like Heartbreak Ridge and Fury, which I still need to see. But like we also don't get World War One movies either. Like the only two we've gotten was Joy and Noel, which is a French movie, and uh, Flyboys with uh, what was uh, James Franco, which is like pilots and stuff. So this is like one of the first. Yeah, you're kind of right. Out. Like we get a lot more World War Two movies than World War One. But we barely get World War Two anymore either, though. Well, didn't Christopher Nolan do like? Oh yeah, I don't. I, I, I really don't like counting ago? Dunkirk because that's that that wasn't really. That's just that's a waiting movie. Oh. <laughs> that's a fucking that's a that's a British people uh, patting themselves on the back, going "Good job, good job" movie instead yeah. of going "Hey, Art, didn't we leave the French behind?" <laughs> You're like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking. Ah, uh, that's like I said. That's the only fucking Nolan movie that I have issues with. And they could have done so much better. Just, just make it about the French. Come on. Anyway, okay, we're getting to the end, guys. Uh, there was a trailer for the new third series of Walking Dead, which is about kids that basically grew up in this world, huh. uh, and they're going off on an adventure to find someone's dad or something who's like the leader of their group. And it seems a lot more lighthearted because basically they've never been outside, really, and they're but they've been trained, I guess, to fight walkers. And, like, one just shows, like, a zombie, I guess, the, she takes one down with a spear, or it's already down, and she goes to kill it, but then she instead throws up, but she throws up all over it. Okay. And, like, there's a girl there. There's, like, basically it's all these kids that are going out into the world, but it's still AMC and Walking Dead. Yeah, But because I it's like, kids, literally... I think it's going to be a little bit lighter. I just don't know how much lighter exactly. I mean, I don't even know if they need to make a third show because I literally forgot there was a second show. Yeah, I, I just—I mean, I stopped watching all of it altogether. I think I'm I just have, trying to catch up on the comics, and that's about it. I think I'm at least like two or three seasons behind on The Walking Dead, and I like don't really care. Yeah, because uh, there's a whole thing on this show and some other shows that I want to get into, but I don't want to do it on this episode. It feels like it's honestly—it's just uh, something I'd want to talk about on its on a very empty episode. That we could do eventually if we if we do it all on time we'll see uh but that's for another time uh then we got uh the last two uh the rick and morty season four trailer and uh it's cut five episodes are coming november 10th i don't know if it means the season starts november 10th and we'll have five episodes or they're releasing all at once it didn't really make any sense i'm not really sure i think i guess it's starting from there for five weeks and each week yeah. they release like five episodes and they'll do like a mid-season and then the other season will come in like 2020 or something. I think that's what's going to happen. Um, but we were talking about it briefly earlier. Uh, and we were saying like, oh, it's a top tier. I would say season one and two are top tier. Uh, they were really good. But oh, then no, I, brought... didn't, I didn't bring it up as it, like it's a top tier show. I was just like, that's a more adult oriented show. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I meant. Uh, but... Well, to an extent, yes. Because once season three comes in, they have a lot of new writers. And then you see the fan base. You're like are people really adults i don't really know anymore yeah because so. that's one thing that that's i what i crack up people that don't watch it or haven't watched it the reason they say it is because the fan base is so toxic which is funny because like i love the show uh at least the first two seasons third one's very hit and miss very much so miss well that fucking areas. like mcdonald's szechuan sauce like episode well that, in uh, real that, life. that episode was great <laughs> no no I, no 
the episode of the show was great, but the real life episode of people like going to McDonald's. Oh yeah, and, like, no, you just see fucking how screaming at people. A bunch of fucking first world Americans are just like ridiculous. Yeah, that like tainted the entire toxic. fan base of like, oh, so that's what a Rick and Morty fan is like. Uh, I don't want to be a Rick and Morty fan. <laughs> yeah, it just oh my god, it's just shitty. Okay, and then the last thing we got was an onward trailer. Another trailer for Onward, which is that Pixar movie with uh, Tom Holland. Oh, yeah. I just watched Chris that Pratt. earlier. It's basically like, uh, we got the premises, basically, uh, their dad's dead, and he waited till they were both at least 16, so the younger one turns 16, and they, their mom, like, gives them a box that has a wizard staff in it, and they're like, Dad, was a wizard? And she's like, no, he's an accountant. And then, <laughs> uh, apparently, the, he gives them the staff, and there's a spell, that can basically bring him back for one day back to life so i guess they can he can answer any questions they've ever had and things like that and just help him with anything for one day yeah and i'm guessing he died when the younger brother was like really young or something like that yeah because he he, basically is like i've never talked to him before yeah because his first thing was like i get to meet dad and it's like oh so you never even met your own father yeah so he died when he was like probably within then the first two years or something i'd say yeah. And uh, it, I guess it, it screws up because the spell only <laughs> uh, conjures up his lower half, and they have to go find I guess the other part of either the spell or the staff. I get I'm assuming, and and they which prompts them to go on an adventure, and I'm assuming it re- it helps them rediscover magic, and it'll they have to do it though before the 24 hours is up, or else the spell the spell will wear off, and that's the one time use thing. So they just need to get to their dad. Uh, to get to the top half to get, to get the top half of their dad otherwise they have this bottom half and then they put like a a, a fake top half for him because it's yeah. weird to have just the bottom half walking that was around. actually kind of funny yeah because they there's some ratatouille reference there if you remember linguini when he's like knocked out but remy's still controlling him he's doing like this head motion when he has the <laughs> shades on and basically the dad's doing that and like a ratatouille it causes um i forget her name but the french chef she uh no, they're all French. But the female chef, she, like, slaps him because she was, like, saying something about her feelings to him. And basically, he's not even awake. And he just, like, uh. his fucking face to her. But he's not... He's unconscious. <laughs> and in this one, like, it almost causes a fight because it's, like, the same thing. And I was like, yes. oh, it, yes, I want Like, it looks like they stop by a convenience store and there's just, like, a bunch of fairies in it. And one That's of the tiny what, little yeah, fairies... Yeah. One of the tiny little fairies is like, what you looking at, bub? <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, and he does, like, the fucking head yeah. thing yeah if, if we had if we had a video which we're not but like uh, then you'd see what i was doing just watch right too you'll know uh yeah so that's all right that's all the news um hour 40 not that's yeah it's not as bad as the other ones but still fucking bad Man, uh, i thought we'd be done in an hour this time like yeah, i yeah, actually yeah. thought we had like i had so little to talk about that we would be done <laughs> i cracked up because you're like yeah i don't really have anything to talk about tv and i'm like yes you do <laughs> He's still, but uh, all right. Yeah, the, talking about South Park ended up taking a little bit more long time than I thought. And rhymes <laughs> and the rap show you're talking about. Oh shit, yeah. But okay, if you want to contact us, give us feedback, positive or negative, or just have us answer any questions you have on the show, email us at sutrasidetalk at gmail If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can follow us at sutrasidetalk. If you want to follow James. Follow him at InvaderJim124. If you want to follow me, follow me at GoGoComzilla. But also, if you can, please subscribe to us on whatever uh, platform you're on, whether it's SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play Music. 
Also, if you can, give us like a thumbs up or a review with five stars, whatever platform has, depending on what it is, because they're all different, really. Um, that would honestly really help us because we're just trying to reach out more. I'm actually trying to do some new stuff with Twitter to get more, hopefully some more followers for us so we can start getting more listeners, uh, which will basically have us then continue doing this longer. Uh, but we'll see where it goes. Once again, though, thanks for listening, guys. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. Also, hashtag uh, Lisa Snyder Cut. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to start saying that now. All right, All right. later, guys. <laughs>